Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It's your girl, Denise Salcedo, and it is Friday night, March 1st, 2024, and we are here to talk about WWE SmackDown. Now, two things, first and foremost, uh, tonight's stream will be a little bit shorter than my normal streams because I'm going to a birthday party, and I don't want to be late, so I am going to uh, get to things a lot faster here tonight, and then I was going to say something else. Now, I completely forgot, but whatever. Let's get into SmackDown, guys, because there was some uh, pretty newsworthy stuff that came out of tonight's show um also if you guys want to get your questions your comments your statements you guys know the drill you are more than welcome at any point throughout this entire show to send in a super chat it really helps me out a whole lot it helps keep me funded help keep this channel funded all of that stuff and uh so let's get right to it everybody the big story that we're going to get into here today is in regards to the rock roman reigns Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins. We have another potential matchup that is going to be taking place at WrestleMania 40 on night one. Now, it hasn't been made official. However, for the most part, many people already kind of expected this match to uh, be in the works as it seemed since the WrestleMania kickoff that they had been building towards this tag team match already. And so that's really the big thing that came off of today's show. Uh, I want to start things off by uh, reading a couple of super chats so here we go this one's from steven who says the rock went attitude era tiffany is getting love i see bailey coming out with their classic theme at wrestlemania i think the bloodline wins night one Woo, says uh, Steven. Uh, we got Don, a.k.a. Smiley Girl, who's been a DWO member for 13 months. Says, 13 months, let's go. Don't stay out too late, Denise. I know. Look at me. I'm actually going to be partying on a Friday night. What the hell? Um, for those of you wondering, I'm not going to be on Busted Open tomorrow morning because I'm flying out at 7 a.m. I think or something like at some point in the morning, like really early, I'm flying out to Greensboro, North Carolina for um for revolution. So that's why Sheldon Jackson also sends five DWO memberships. Thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson. Uh, appreciate you always. All right, guys. So let's get to it. Let's talk about this uh, whole entire segment and what went down with The Rock and everything. So first of all, we need to talk about the kind of the annoying thing that went down during this. And it was that the Fox broadcast of this opening segment was pretty much disrupted because they kept going to black the entire time throughout the entire thing. And I had never seen it go so many times to black in like a really long time. So at first I thought, oh, it's probably some sort of technical difficulty. And then I started thinking like, oh, this is just a me thing. And so finally I put this tweet out and instantly there was like all of these comments of people saying that it was happening to them too. And then lo and behold, figures it was happening to everybody. And at one point it became clear that it wasn't any sort of technical difficulty because it happened so many times, like at least 10 times during this broadcast um, for the opening segment. And you, I at first really wasn't sure why they were doing it. I thought like, oh, maybe the, the crowd is chanting something that, you know, they deem inappropriate. And 
at one point I started thinking, okay, I'm not really noticing for the most part, you guys can tell, like we can tell when the crowd is chanting something that they decide to like mute the television or go to black or whatever. Right. Like usually you can kind of tell and here I couldn't figure out what it was. So it turns out uh, PW Insider put out a report saying um, that apparently the reason for this, for the blackouts that you were seeing, were due to a sign that a fan had that said, die, Rocky, die. Now, for those of you, uh, most of you guys know that that is a sign that's not like the first time we've ever seen that. Uh, we have had very many die, Rocky, die uh, signs uh, throughout uh, pro wrestling. Uh, and so... It's not the thing that you expected to be the reason for these blackouts. And so it was kind of annoying because I kind of felt like I missed certain moments of this rock promo because of the blackouts. But anyways, for the most part, we got what was happening, uh, the gist of everything, even though, you know, the blackouts did kind of ruin it. I got really, really annoyed while watching that. Um, but I also want to say like the die, Rocky, die uh, sign if that really truly is the reason according to uh, as PW Insider reported I I that kind of sucks guys it kind of sucks like we're out here talking about cocaine and meth and if you didn't watch Smackdown you're like what the fudge is Denise talking about oh sorry guys apparently Fox is also running this stream because my light just went out all right Fox was like F you Denise you want to talk about our blackouts well here's the blackout for you they just turned off my light just kidding I don't know what the hell happened there all right screw it we're still moving with this show um all right so goddamn anyway so they had the die Rocky die uh sign and like I said this is not something that I at least think is a reason to uh, be blacking out the screen, especially when we're talking about cocaine and meth. I mean, realistically, parents out there, I'm not a parent, but parents out there, would you prefer to see a die, Rocky, die uh, sign or have your kids be listening about cocaine and meth? Chances are you would rather have them see the sign than know about cocaine and meth. But whatever, that's neither here nor there anymore. Um, so let's go ahead and get some comments here. Oh man, Will Chisholm says, just like my pop, um, just like my pop, Roman looks salty tonight. Um, we're gonna need to talk about that too in just a second because it looks like they are definitely teasing the dissension here between The Rock and Roman Reigns. Jana says, I hope when Raw goes to Netflix that the censorship stops or isn't a complete overkill. What do you think, Denise? Dude, Netflix, have you seen some of the shows that Netflix puts on? They be putting on like some pornos on there at this point. Um, There are times where I watch some of these shows and it's literally like some very like erotic scenes. So um, I don't think it would be an issue to get a die, Rocky, die uh, sign <laughs> when they're on Netflix because we'd be getting some like really edgy stuff on Netflix but we'll see what happens um all right so let's talk about what actually went down in this segment so the bloodlines out there Roman Reigns is out there he does his usual bit that he normally does and he kind of wants to wrap it up he wants to leave but Paul Heyman tells him like you know we still got to stay here because we got um you know he's coming out and Roman Reigns looks very, very irritated. Now, this was sort of, I feel like the, the relationship between 
Roman Reigns and The Rock right now has sort of been a little bit confusing, right? Because the first time that we saw this, it's like, okay, they had the confrontation. So clearly it was looking like that was going to be the WrestleMania match. Okay. Then over at the WrestleMania kickoff, suddenly it was this thing of, okay, we have found ourselves with a common enemy in Cody Rhodes. So all of a sudden we're on the same side. However, we didn't really actually hear that much from Roman Reigns. It was primarily the rock who was doing all of the speaking then we go into smackdown when the rock joins the bloodline and they do the whole you know finger up in the air even though the rock does a different sign but for the most part it looks like they're back on the same page then we come here tonight and it's not looking like they're on the same page here roman reigns in fact kind of seems a little bit irritated not really wanting to be there with The Rock. And so whatever, he comes out, The Rock is The Rock. He pokes some jokes, uh, makes some fun of the crowd, tells the crowd that apparently, and I don't know if this is true, but apparently Phoenix is <laughs> one of the top cities or number one or whatever in cocaine and meth use. I'm not really too sure about that. I don't really have the facts or the numbers or anything to really back that up. I'll probably have to Google that later. Uh, but that is what he says. And what was funny is that the crowd started cheering. They were like, yeah, we were the ones that do cocaine and meth, you know? Um, <laughs> so that was really hilarious, actually. But The Rock's talking about how, you know, pro wrestling's being made cool again because of The Rock. And then he goes on to address what Cody Rhodes had said at Elimination Chamber. Because at Elimination Chamber, Cody Rhodes issued a challenge to The Rock. And he issued a one-on-one -on -one challenge. However, Seth Rollins basically said, you know, it's never one-on-one -on -one when it comes to the bloodline. So I'm going to be there with you. And at this point, it kind of became a little bit unclear if we were going to legitimately be seeing a one-on-one -on -one between Cody Rhodes and The Rock. Or if we would be seeing a tag team match. I felt that coming off of the kickoff from that moment, it became clear that at some point we were going to be getting a tag team match. Because that's just the way that they made it seem. And so moving forward, we had The Rock issue a counter proposal to Cody Rhodes and essentially also Seth Rollins. And next week on SmackDown in Dallas, apparently Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins have been announced for the show. And that is where we're going to hear their answer, which I think for the most part, we can predict that the answer is going to be yes. So the counter proposal is this tag team match between The Rock and Roman Reigns teaming up together to take on Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. But here's the catch, though. If Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins win this match, that means that the bloodline will be nowhere to be found when it comes to Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns on night two. So they will not be anywhere near there. They will be, I guess, banned from ringside or whatever. Like they will not be there. And if they lose, though, it is going to be bloodline rules. Basically meaning that they can kind of do whatever they want. It's bloodline rules. Uh, the Rock gave some examples about that and kind of went off the wall a little bit. But that's where we're at. So they're most likely 
gonna accept and this is the tag team match that we're going to be seeing at night one of wrestlemania 40 and of course night two we still have cody rhodes versus roman reigns so i'm just gonna start with this personally i think that today was the best day that they've had in terms of taking all of these pieces of the story that's being told with cody rhodes with roman with the rock and everything Today was the best day where they took all of those pieces and started to make some sense of it, started to be like, okay, let's connect the dots here. And it all started in the morning when The Rock posted a 21-minute social media video where he's cutting this promo for 21 minutes. But in this 21-minute video, he's basically kind of tying up some loose ends, doing some explanations, connecting the dots, you know, really painting the story from start to finish. Because let's be real, guys, it was kind of confusing. Things were all over the place. And it took us we went in circles to basically get to our destination. And I thought that today with that 21 minute video that The Rock made some sense of what really wasn't making sense. So with that, they had gotten off to a really good start. Then with this tonight on SmackDown, personally, I'm a fan of this match that they set up because I feel like it not only is it going to be cool to see The Rock and Roman Reigns team up together, but and also give us a really big matchup for uh, night one WrestleMania, but also it has stakes. And what do we love, guys? We love stakes. Um, it has stakes, it has implications without it necessarily giving away the finish. Now, I know that most people are gonna be here being like, it's so obvious what the finish is gonna be, but I don't think they, they did it enough so that you're not too entirely sure. Now, I'm with Steven, who earlier who sent a super chat, basically saying that he's expecting the bloodline to win. I'm looking at this and just given like them saying um, bloodline rules, I feel because we already got Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania 39. We know what that main event looks like. So they need to make things different. Now, it could be different just by the fact that you don't have the bloodline get involved because they were involved last time. So it's different with that, but it's also different with the bloodline rules. So it could really go either way here, but I'm definitely leaning towards the side of um, Rock and Roman winning and thus being bloodline rules. Now, here's the other thing that kind of makes you go, well, what about this? And the what about this portion is that the Rock and Roman Reigns don't really seem like they're legitimately on the same page. I mentioned earlier that Roman Reigns looked irritated, okay? And Roman Reigns, I mean, and then, excuse me, The Rock, then The Rock kind of looks like he's um sort of just go, how do I say, like he's trying to, he feels like he has a plan up his sleeve. That's what I'm feeling right now. Like he has some sort of plan up his sleeve. I'm not really trusting when Roman Reigns told The Rock today that he wanted him to acknowledge him and The Rock took off his glasses, got the beady eyes and he's looking at Roman Reigns, right? And he's very serious. His whole face uh, completely changes. When he tells Roman Reigns that he acknowledges him and even refers to him as his tribal chief. 
I didn't buy it. I did not buy it. I don't think the fans bought it. I don't think that The Rock is trying to sell it to us. And I also don't think that Roman Reigns bought it. Because after this, once he has the whole I acknowledge you, Roman Reigns, blah, blah, blah moment, they shake hands. But it just didn't feel like they weren't about to backstab each other. Like it seems like they're just not, yeah, they're not on the same page here. And they're just like flattering the other person right now. Like I see each guy is trying to be five steps ahead of the other guy. And that's sort of what I got with this whole entire uh, segment, in particular, Roman Reigns and uh, The Rock. So, oh my God, there's so much in this, man. I'm really excited for what we're going to see play out. And I feel that coming out of WrestleMania 40, we're going to have a better idea of when we're actually getting that Roman Reigns-Rock match that is eventually at some point going to happen because I can't imagine that it's not going to happen. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, let's go ahead and see what people are saying here. Again, guys, if you want to get your questions, your comments, your statements, or just support this podcast, you're more than welcome to send in a super chat at any point and I'll pull these up. So here we go. We got um, Arnold Nicholson Jr. who says Bloodline Bloodline is going to turn on on Roman Reigns after night two of WrestleMania. Like, here's the thing. I completely sense that this is going to happen because the thing that Cody Rhodes had said to Roman Reigns was that he wanted to take everything from him, right? And The Rock, when he was on Raw, he had teased being, or sitting rather, at the head of the table. Today, he acknowledges him, right? right? But right now... Roman Reigns has the belts. Roman Reigns has the the reign. He has it. So come WrestleMania, when he not, I'm assuming, when he loses to Cody Rhodes, and then when he loses the belt, and then what? He's not going to have anything anymore. He's going to be distraught. His reign is going to be over. It's going to be like a big piece of him has been taken away. So then what? All of a sudden, everybody else in the bloodline, including The Rock, are going to look at him and be like, you're not the head of the table anymore. And from there, that's when I'm expecting that turn. But they're already planting the seeds. And at some point, we are going to get Roman versus Rock. I don't know if they're going to do it like at SummerSlam or hold off until next year's WrestleMania. That feels like so long from now. So I can't even imagine that. I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully come WrestleMania 40, uh, we have a better idea of what is actually going to go down with all of that. Uh, But we got a lot of people putting over this segment saying that it was cinema. (laughs) Um, I I don't know if I can use the word cinema or my my Wednesday co-host Reg will be uh, very, very salty about that. But anyways, it was a really good segment, a really strong segment and SmackDown overall completely flew by today. So that was the big portion that we got with The Rock and everything. So I'm going to go ahead and move on and get into some of these other uh, topics here. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into Tiffany Stratton versus Naomi. So you guys know, I mean, at this point, I'm ready to turn my Twitter account into a Tiffany Stratton fan page because this woman, I said it on Twitter, I'll say it here. She is walking money. This woman is walking and 
money is just falling off of her. Literally. <laughs> um, she not literally, but you know what I mean? Um, she killed it. She's been killing it. We already knew that. But I think a lot more people got eyes on her at Elimination Chamber. And it was following Elimination Chamber that I think her 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 star level has definitely risen. And she's a heel, guys. She's a heel. She's been a heel since her NXT days. She's supposed to be, you know, the daddy's girl, the the I spend my daddy's credit card girl. That's what her character was on NXT. So supposed to be bad and bougie. Uh, that's her character. She's a heel. But it's I feel that because she's so talented, because she's the total package, people are turning her baby face. And that was naturally going to happen. But I think that it's happening faster than even WWE might have anticipated because she's going out there and she's getting some baby face reactions. Uh, people just want to see Tiffany Stratton. They want to cheer Tiffy time. They want to root for her. Um, so she's freaking killing it. But anyways, she has this match with Naomi and I kind of felt bad for Naomi because they cut her entrance. So, uh, yeah, I kind of felt bad for her on that part, but, and she has a very cool entrance too. But anyways, she gets this match with Tiffany and it's a pretty good match. They start off by kind of flexing on each other and showing their athletic ability and things that they can do. They get a little feisty with one another. At one point, they're just like punching each other with rights and lefts. That was very, very fun. But eventually, Tiffany Stratton hits her prettiest moonsault ever and gets the win. I love that she... Got this big elimination on Naomi on at Elimination Chamber. And to me, that's a big elimination because given how new Tiffany Stratton is and Naomi has won belts in WWE, she's been a, she's been a champion multiple times and she's somebody that has a name and she made this big return at the Royal Rumble. So people are talking about Naomi and for Tiffany Stratton to get that elimin elimination was a big deal. So then they do the match here. And then on top of her eliminating her, she beats her fair and square, clean as a whistle. I love the way that they are booking Tiffany Stratton because they are recognizing that there is something special there. I firmly believe that Tiffany Stratton is going to have a similar start to her career on the main roster like Bianca Belair. We saw Bianca Belair, we saw a lot happen for her very early in her career and very, very fast. I have a feeling that we are going to see that for Tiffany Stratton as well. We have a super chat here from Stephen Marchulli who says, the rock pinning Cody night one sets up likely Cody night two win. Oh man, guys, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I would I would rather see, I don't know, who gets pinned in that match? Because I also feel like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, keep in mind, he has his match against Drew McIntyre night two. And Seth Rollins was the one that told Cody Rhodes that he would be there at his side. But it doesn't feel like Cody Rhodes is, I mean, sorry, it doesn't feel like Seth Rollins is getting as much out of this as Cody Rhodes is because this is all for gonna determine Cody's Rhodes's match with Roman Reigns. It's gonna determine a huge piece of this match. So Seth Rollins is really just out here being a good friend, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like 
Seth Rollins is kind of getting the short end of the stick here. Now, I guess you can't really say that because regardless, he's still going to be in a really big matchup here. But when you think about it in storyline, he's going to be defending his World's Heavyweight Championship. And he's recently injured, going to be facing his World's Heavyweight Championship against Drew McIntyre and is still wrestling the night before because he's being a good friend here. And he also has, you know, his problems with the bloodline and Roman Reigns and all of that. Cool. We'll see. Anyways. Thank you, Steven. We got Mike Parker here who says there's no doubt about Tiffany getting the title now and probably not too far in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like this girl's going to be champ. I mean, God, I was I was going to say by the end of the year. And then I was like, wait, that's too long from now. I'm probably by the end of this year, she'll be holding some sort of belt. I don't know. We'll see. Mike Parker, thank you so much for the super chat, though. I appreciate your support. Um, All right. So let's keep it going, guys. We got damage control. And we, this match was announced between the Kabuki Warriors and Bailey and Dakota Kai. However, for the most part, we have known, we have sensed that Dakota Kai was going to betray Bailey. We didn't know how, but I think we all pretty much expected it to happen during this match. And it did, my friends. Uh, Dakota Kai ended up um, not tagging in when Bailey was going in for the tag, going in to tag her partner and Dakota Kai decided she wasn't going to do it and she backs away. Bailey is left there all on her own and Bailey gets pissed as she goes out there and she starts going after Dakota Kai. They start finding it out, but she's outnumbered because Asuka and Kyrie Sane come in and they start jumping Bailey. So pretty much all of damage control beats up on Bailey. So this pretty much played out how... Um, most people probably anticipated, but I do want them to continue keeping the story, uh, creative and keep continuing, continuing, keeping it hot because this has been a story that I think people that I've been tuning into SmackDown on a weekly basis are genuinely interested in. And I've been enjoying this man, like a whole freaking lot. Yes, boys in the chat. He says, Roman Rock pinning Cody night one only makes sense. Um, so Cody can overcome the entire bloodline at night two, right? Yeah, I think it would be suck if they, I think it would kind of suck if they pinned Seth Rollins <laughs> because it's like, come on now. Like, dude, let's not do that to Seth anymore. Uh, I'm predicting Cody's going to get his win night two. So if he does get pinned here, um, I, I would hope that it'd be, I would hope it'd be by The Rock, actually. I'm cool with whatever option, but I'm going to say The Rock. Because then he could even throw that into Roman Reigns' face. Be like, I was the one who pinned him the night before. You had all the advantage going into this. I don't know. I'm coming up with silly stuff now. Jared says, Dakota's hair was down. That's her heel visual tell. Ah, I didn't think about that. Thanks, Jared, for pointing that out. All right, guys, uh, let's keep it going here. Um, Baron Breaker. It took me longer to say his name right now than it did for this match. This was seven seconds. <laughs> Braun Breaker comes out and spears the life out of Zion Quinn and pins them one, two, three. My review, my recap of this match was longer than the match itself. Honestly, but it doesn't matter because I have been liking these quick squash matches that they've had Braun Breaker be doing. Uh, he did one last week that would had uh, even a little bit more. This one was a lot faster. But right now, 
because they just started, I'm digging it, especially because they have a lot of intensity. If you're going to do a squash match, like I want to see the guy, the jobber, whoever's in there. I want to see these people get like killed, you know, like drastically. Oh, God. Fox is going to come out here and ban my stream. But you know what I mean? I don't want to see no soft ass squash. All right. I want to see a legit intense squash. And that's what we've been getting with Braun Breaker the last few weeks. So right now I'm still uh, interested in these uh, squash matches that they're having Braun Breaker do. After a while, maybe after five, I'll probably get sick of it. But right now it's still all right with me. So that's where we're at. Uh, I like that they're making Braun Breaker into this really like strong, strong ass dude on the show. Uh, I really wish that he would come out uh, and, you know, I wish that they would promote more that he is and the NXT tag team champion with Baron Corbin, because I think that obviously adds a more credibility to him, given that he holds gold. So I did do wish that they kind of push that a little bit more just to help that out. But let me ask you guys, do you want... <laughs> do you want things to be intense and great in bed? Well, get Bluetooth code, Denise. Are you jobbing now in bed? Do you have dreams of main eventing in the sack? Well, have no fear. Blue Chew is here to help you become the champ. Soon you'll make your baby face come back and get the finish. Blue Chew is the place to go for chewable versions of Sildenafil, Tadalafil, Vardenafil. These ingredients help men achieve stronger, yeah, harder, yeah, and longer lasting erections for sexual activity. Woo! The chewable tablets help fight off all forms of ED, which can include performance anxiety and maintaining an erection long enough for sex. A Blue True subscription includes a free online consultation, 24-7 medical support, a prescription for chewable, sildenafil, tadalafil, vardenafil, if approved, and discreet delivery straight to your door every month, all from the comfort of your own home at affordable prices. No more in-person doctor visits, no more waiting for appointments, and best of all, no more awkwardness. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to the description box of this video and click on the link and make sure to use the promo code Denise. Hey, all right. So I want to read this comment here, by the way, from Brian Arthur, who says Jade Cargill may be helping Bailey since Mercedes Monet is signing with AEW. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I like how you added allegedly, Brian. <laughs> um, all right. So. By the way, thank you so much for bringing this up because I forgot to mention that. So we did have a backstage little interaction. Keep in mind that they haven't really said where Jade Cargill is going, but we've been seeing more of her on SmackDown than we have on Raw. And they've been teasing like, oh, we don't know where she's going to sign. And Nick Aldis had a little conversation with her. But also backstage, she kind of like, you know, gave the look to damage control they came in all happy hugging and living their best lives after they beat up poor bailey and jade kind of gave them the luck you know the luck so who knows maybe jade cargill will come in and help out bailey that could be an option i i do like that sheldon jackson says wtf did i just watch lol denise i'm dead <laughs> hey guys a girl's got to pay her bills all right all right. Someone says, Denise, where are your glasses at? 
They're actually right here, guys. My glasses. And the reason they're so close to me is because I've had to start watching. Um, I was watching SmackDown with my glasses on today. And <laughs> this is the first time I ever had to use them while doing my, my computer. But my eyes hurt after being online all day. So I find that using the glasses helps a little bit because it makes it feel like I'm not straining my eyes or working that hard to use my own eyeballs. Um, but I will not do. And mark my words, you will not see me do a full-time stream in my glasses, okay? That is off the table, not going to happen. <laughs> All right, guys, let's keep it going. Uh, we got two more things to get into, then I got to wrap things up because I got a birthday party to go to. Um, All right, so Santos Escobar versus Carlito in a street fight. The big thing that came out of this, um, I thought like, the, the big thing that came out of this is obviously the return of Rey Mysterio. But it really wasn't until Rey Mysterio's return that I thought that this was fun. The finish I thought was incredible. I loved the finish. We'll talk more about that. But I didn't think the street fight itself was any good. Uh, they just didn't have like any big moments. And it, it didn't really feel like a street fight to me. So it wasn't until Rey Mysterio came back and... He made a little bit of a swerve, and I think for the most part, people probably predicted that. But basically, Umberto and Angel Garza jumped in on the match and were attacking Carlito. So Carlito was outnumbered, of course, because this is a street fight. It keeps on going. No disqualification. So Rey Mysterio's music hits, and he comes out in crutches. And the heels, they're like laughing their asses off when they see Rey Mysterio coming out in his crutches. But it's a swerve, because by the time they get too close to him, he starts beating them up with the crutches. This then leads to a lot of stuff that they did in the ring that was very freaking fun. We saw Carlito hit his... um. He hit. He spit the apple onto Santos Escobar. And the timing of this was really freaking cool because you were seeing this confrontation between Santos and Rey Mysterio. And then out of nowhere, you just see Carlito come in and literally just spit in, in his face with the apple. So that was pretty cool. But after that, he hits the, uh, Rey hits the 619. Carlito puts Santos Escobar through a table and wins the match one two three so the finish was really really fun and i'm so happy ray mysterio's back because he's really been the thing that has been missing because prior to him leaving when he was feuding with santos we were seeing santos just do some incredible work as a heel like he was saying some things where i was like damn bro you're going too far um, but it was good right um i feel like carlito hasn't been the I, I don't think he's he's been do. I don't think it's kept the story hot enough. I think we really, really needed Rey Mysterio to come back. That's just my opinion. Glad Rey Mysterio's coming back because I feel like now we this this feud doesn't feel like it's on pause. It doesn't feel like it's on mid now. Now I feel like we can go back to what it was when it first started because it felt like it was Carlito kind of felt like a placeholder here. And now I want to see the story really, really pick up and continue on. And I want to see Savage Santos Escobar. I want Santos Escobar to go out there and be such a heel that he makes me go, damn, bro, you crossed the line. That's the reaction I want because that's the reaction that he first gave me uh, initially with this. So liking what they're doing here, so happy Rey Mysterio is back. But the last and final thing we've got to get into is the main event, which was Randy Orton versus Austin Theory. There's only so much to say about this. Really, this was Randy Orton just going out there and pretty much kicking Austin Theory's butt. Austin Theory did get a couple of moments um, 
in there to kind of shine. And like, I don't think Austin Theory is a bad wrestler, guys. Like, I know Austin Theory gets a lot of shit. I, I truly think that he is good. He just hasn't been able to. I don't think he's had. The, he just hasn't had the right. He just hasn't connected with the people just yet. I don't know what's missing. I don't know if it's, uh, I think it's more so on the character side of things than it is in ring because I do think that in ring when he has a good match, I feel like some people are like, hey, you know what, Austin Theory's not that bad. But I think it's more so the character portion of it that has kind of failed him. And then also just like the stories, unfortunately, just haven't been clicking. Um it feels like it feels like all of the good that was supposed to happen for Austin Theory ended up working against him. And that kind of sucks. So I do hope that they eventually figure out what to do with Austin Theory because I still think that there is potential there. Uh, it's just a matter of finding it and maybe finding his own confidence to, to portray that. So we'll see. But anyways, if you're going to go in there and have a good match with anybody, it's going to be Randy Orton. Randy Orton is the guy that literally everyone says is the easiest person to wrestle. So if you ask me, it's kind of an easy night to go out there and wrestle Randy Orton. Um... Randy goes out there, hits the RKO. He eventually uh, wins this match. Grayson attacks him afterwards. Kevin Owens, who's on commentary, comes in and helps Randy Orton. And that's pretty much how we close out the show with Randy Orton and Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, being friends. I think they, like, shook hands or something. Or fist bumped. I don't know. They did something. And <laughs> that was how we closed out this show. But, like I said, Austin Theory, like, he hasn't even had... Um, I feel like this has been like the biggest match he's had in a while. It's been a minute since he's had a match of this caliber main event against somebody like Randy Orton. Man, definitely felt pretty strong for him. So who knows? There's only one way to go up. Wait, when you go down, you must come up. Whatever. You guys know the same. Alrighty, everyone. Next week on SmackDown, we are going to be seeing Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. Uh, they're supposed to be answering The Rock's proposal to that main event. We're also going to be seeing Logan Paul. And there's also going to be a match between Bobby Lashley and Karrion Cross. So that's what's being promoted for SmackDown tomorrow. Before I go, that's a wrap for today, guys. Sorry for the short show today. Um, I usually do a little longer, but it's fine. Um, I'm going to be flying out tomorrow to Greensboro for Revolution. And so keep an eye out here because I am going to be posting tons of Revolution content. So if you guys want to see all of that stuff, I will be making sure to post it on here. And then on Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I believe that's 5 p.m. Eastern Time, <laughs> myself and Reg are going to be here live to talk about AEW Revolution. We'll be doing a recap of that. So if you guys want to check that out, you are more than welcome to join us on Monday. We got a super chat here for uh, Chloe Adams who says, I'm so happy my Shotzi Funko Pop came in. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Uh, you know, oh, you know which Funko Pop I got that I really, really love? Ah, oh, shit. Where is it? Hold on. I had a really good one. I don't know where it's at. Hold on. Triple H is there. Brett and Sean are there. Where's my Roman Funko Pop? All right, I'm going to have to look for that. But I got a Roman Reigns Funko Pop that I really, really love. And I don't see it. Um, But I really love the Roman Reigns Funko Pop. It's so cute because he has both the titles. Uh, it's just a very cute Funko Pop. So anyways, yeah. I also like this one a whole lot. The Shawn Michaels Bret Hart one because it comes with the ring and everything. I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. But that's it, guys. 
I'm going to go off on a tangent if I keep going. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please do not forget to subscribe to the channel if you're new here. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. Appreciate you guys so very much, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye, everyone.